0: Hey guys, and welcome to Season 3 of the Us People Podcast. I'm your host Rox and in this season, I get to make my guests laugh, cry, and even make them think about life a little differently, with the questions I fire over to them, which digs into their lives and professions a little differently. We even had a chance to change up the intro, giving you a fresh, new sound. I look forward to sharing Season 3 of the Us People Podcast with you. Let's go.
1: Hi, my name is Denise Drinkwalter and I'm an Empowerment Life Coach. And you're listening to
2: the Us People Podcast with Savia Rocks. Made up my mind, now my time to shine. Now my time to shine you let go
0: time as you let go now hey guys welcome to another episode of the yes people podcast i'm your host savvy rocks and today i have the beautiful denise here with me she is a life coach one that i've been longing to have an interview with we've had a discussion before and it was so authentic and the energy and the vibe was so nice denise i want to thank you so much for taking your time to come on the yes people podcast how are you I'm
1: fantastic and it's an honor and a privilege to be here I can't wait to have our conversation
0: (laughs) oh so Denise my first question for you is could you tell me about yourself where you grew up and how that influenced you to be the person who you are today
1: absolutely um wow I grew up in a beautiful little town um Called St. Mary's, Ontario, Canada. Okay. And I um, had the privilege of having a very, very loving family. Um, my mom and dad were salt of the earth. They um, gave to us as children. They loved one another dearly. And it was just a Beautiful atmosphere to grow up in, and the town that we grew up in was phenomenal. Um, my dad was a haberdasher, um, he was a salesman. He had his own clothing store, men's clothing store, and for 52 years. Wow.
0: Um,
1: and he bought it from a gentleman, and I can't remember how many years he had it, but it was a menswear store when he bought it. So he was a brilliant man, did all kinds of reading all the time, but um, loved him dearly. He passed in 2019. My mom is still alive at 87 and living alone and can walk as quick as I can. And she just is, she's a powerhouse. I love her dearly. Um, and we talk pretty much five days a week over the phone if I don't, I don't go and see her a whole lot, but um We're connected. We're a very connected family. And my husband uh, grew up in the same town. And we had eyes for each other when we were 16 years of age. And we celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary uh, this August. (laughs) So he, too, grew up in a beautiful, loving family. And um, we're just both um, so so honored and proud of the upbringing we've had um, because we always had support I love that. and there were moments that there were tough days for sure but I think what has happened through that I learned how to push myself and try to do more for me because I always felt like I always had that support if I fell I would get up again because I could reach out to those who who loved me dearly and would always be there to listen, not to solve my problems. Yes. They never solved my problems. <laughs> they didn't jump in with the cape and say, "Well, I'll fix that for you, sweetheart." <laughs> as a matter, as a matter of fact, this is a very funny story. This just came up to me now as we were talking. But I did uh, a bet with uh, a not even a friend, a boy in my classroom. And I don't even remember what the bet was over. It was $20. And when I was in, uh, it was elementary school. So I was in grade six, I think. Mm -hmm. And I lost this bet. And this boy did not stop until I got the money for him. So I just avoided him. No problem. (laughs) Yep, you won, you won. He showed up at my father's shop. What? Oh, yeah. He showed up at my father's shop. And he said, your daughter bet me, she lost and she owes me 20 bucks. And he looked at me and said, Denise, is this true? And I said, yeah, <laughs> but it was just a joke. And he said, Hey, a your a word bit. is your word, yeah. right? Bet's a bet. He paid the 20 bucks and then I had to work to pay back to get my 20 bucks. Uh, right. Yeah. So it was one of those lessons everything um, consequence wise made sense. Mm-hmm. So the actions and the consequences made sense to the action. So there was learning behind it. And I think I've carried that through throughout my lifetime, throughout my career as an educator, right? Just everything has to make sense. And so if you have a problem, you solve the problem. And if those around you need to support you, the problem and the solution have to be joined together That's and true. people coming in to save you. Is not going to help you learn, and we're all about yeah. learning, right?
0: That is true, that is definitely yeah. true. I like that story, that's a pretty cool story, yeah. guys. Don't go out and bet, okay? Nope, <laughs> <laughs> there's consequences to betting, yes,
1: <laughs> okay, totally.
0: Yes, <Yeah. laughs> so Denise, I would love to get more deeper into who you are as an individual by saying, Can you define yourself as a person, but who do you see? When you look in the mirror, but on the flip side of that question, have you ever looked in a mirror and not recognized the person staring back at you? How did you manage to reverse, not necessarily the negativity of the question, but the positivity of the question from looking in the mirror? And it's quite funny because on on your website guys on Denise's website there's a picture of her actually looking in the mirror so when I saw this question and I know I always ask this question I know that it's going to be really relative to you so how is it for you looking in the mirror and was there a time when you did and you didn't recognize yourself how was it for you to come back to be who you wanted to be it's
1: such a great question because you do look in the mirror all the time, right? We always look in the mirror. What we tend to do, at least what I tended to do, because that's your question, what did I do? I looked at the outside. I only looked at the outside for the longest time. How did I look? What did I look like, right? So was I put together properly? Was I within acceptable weight range? Did I look fit? I always bought magazines wanted to be more fit than I was well you have to do something about that in order for that to happen it doesn't just put it under the pillow and make it happen so (laughs) through osmosis right Uh um, so so Uh it wasn't like one day I woke up but what I can say is that the hurdles in my lifetime that I had to overcome the challenges that I had to overcome is what helped me see the deeper me. Yeah. It made me realize not only the grit that I had, because if I have an idea, my mom will tell you, Denise never lets it go. If she has a thought or an idea, she will make that happen. Like it, it does not matter. She ends up doing stuff that sometimes they were thinking, you really shouldn't be doing that. But I believe, yeah, but I think I should. So if I have that gut, Feeling like this is something, and I don't know how I will go outside of me to figure out what that might look like, but it doesn't land until it lands in my heart and my soul. And when it comes from my heart and my soul, which I didn't even understand the depth of that until I, to be quite honest, until I had actually finished my um, career in 2018, that's when things really started shifting for me because I was doing the busyness of life which i loved i loved my career i loved everything i did but it was a system and i followed systems some would say i bucked a little bit parts of the system but that was only if i did it was only for the betterment of those that were in my charge so the students and or the staff in my in my um schools so For me, the shifts really began to happen when I had at my end of my career, and I was like, Now what am I going to do? But I had that feeling, that gnawing away, that niggling in my tummy, going, There's more. I don't know what it is, but there's more. So out I go. How do I figure out what is the next thing I want to do? And, um, it, things just rolled and I started to open myself up more to possibilities instead of shutting myself down or following that person's track or that person's track. I started doing it that way and it wasn't aligned. Something yeah. was off. It was hard. It was too hard. Life shouldn't be hard like that, right? Generally. Yes, we hit bumps on the road, but every day a struggle, that's, that's not okay. Yeah. Bumps. Yes, that's the learning, but That's where I started opening up. I started meeting new, beautiful people from around the globe, like yourself, right? And it was just a gift to be able to meet these powerful people and putting, I felt I was a jigsaw puzzle and I was putting the pieces together. And I still don't know what that final picture is. I don't have the box that shows me this is what you're going to end up doing. And I'm okay with that before I would have been panic stricken. I need to know, I need to know, I need to know how to get there. Right. Typical yeah. educator, tell me the goals of the lesson and I'm on it. I'm on it. Let me do it. You got to tell me what it is now. I'm like free flying going. I don't know what the end goal is, but I do know this is a journey. And I do know that I get to support people on their journeys. And there's nothing better than a gift like that.
0: I think that's one of the most beautiful things is not knowing. I think when I was younger, I always wanted to know. And that can be quite frustrating as well. Because you don't always know the answers to what you want to do or where you want to go. But you know you want to and it's frustrating you inside. So I definitely know how that is. But once you, I've learned. I don't know whether it's a thing of when you get older and you become... I don't it's it's a weird one to actually answer because I realized as I got older, I started to let go of this feeling of wanting the approval of everyone else around me and wanting to know the answer. When I let things be naturally, I realized that the answers came without me even wanting to know the answers anymore, and that is so much better for you internally. And there's another question for me where we're going to go into mental health internally and physically for your body also because they both in line and connect with each other. So my next question for you, Denise, is how did you begin your journey of empowering yourself, which is so important, but also the first step is empowering yourself. And once you've learned about empowering yourself, you get to flip things over and then educate and empower other people so that they can embrace the power which we have in all of us. Sometimes it takes a lot longer for it to come out because of what we're going through. And I always say never judge a person by what they are going through. How did you learn to flip it over and empower yourself and other people?
1: It it was an experience, I'm going to say, in that I um when I retired, I was like, okay, I have two choices here. I can, I can stay busy mm-hmm. and stay fit and active because I know middle age, because that's what I am. Um, things start happening, things start dropping, right? hey. building out and dropping. Hey, hey life, right? <laughs> Hormones, here we go. So I was like, ah, I don't want to be sitting on the couch watching TV every night and eating chips. Mm-mm. I mean, it sounded like a dream for a week, but that was it. So I'm like, that's not long enough. I have longer to live than a week. So we're going to do something different here. So I decided that I was going to take up running. I needed something that was going to move my body, but something I didn't have to depend on going to a gym or having equipment, running shoes and a pair of shorts, right? And a shirt. Yeah, All good. So if you knew me in high school, I was the cross country manager because I couldn't run and I hated running so I was with my boyfriend at the time husband now I was on the bus with him but I would hand out the shirts and the water bottles and cheer people on because I don't (laughs) run (laughs) I walk around the block and I'm like (gasps) huffing and puffing like a crazy lady that was in my teenage years I'll tell you. sad but I was like okay I don't have to run long i can run around the block yeah. let's say so i started my own little thing and me being me i always like to set goals personal goals and i don't even call them goals anymore again my growth and expansion because when i say goals then i'm like if i don't meet it i'm not good right i yeah. that. so but for running i had to do something because i had to see progress so I signed up for a 10 kilometer run in Niagara Falls. And I'm like, well, if I cross the finish line, I'll be thankful and not, not in an ambulance. So let's do this. So that's, I did it. I did the training. I made it. And then I signed up for the half marathon. And that was another push that I never would have in a million years. Had you asked me at 16, 17, would you run a marathon or half or 10 (laughs) K? no, Right. But I did it um, and I could walk and I made it to the finish line and there was no ambulances needed. So awesome. I won big time in my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. So the interesting part about all that I'm sharing is that was my journey. But what happened when I did that for myself, by myself, because of myself. So I use that. That's my mantra that I created for you, by you, because of you my family without me even realizing it became a support network that I didn't even realize I had. Like I thought, Oh, that'd be cool if the kids thought that was my daughter, our eldest daughter and her husband and their, our first grandchild because that's the race that I ran when he was just under one, maybe just over one. Um, they showed up, at the starting line and I didn't know they were showing up well Mimi that's what they call me lost it grandma lost it what are you doing here it was dark right I'm like what are you doing here we have to see this like so my son-in-law I'm gonna cry my son-in-law said This is amazing. We want to show our grandson the power that everybody has within themselves. If they want to do something, you can do anything. There is no limit. This is so cool to be able to be here to support you. And I know how hard you worked for it. Right? That was empowering for me. It's like, wow, I didn't do it for anybody else, but the impact of what I did for me rippled out to others. And that's the work that I do. I empower others by listening to, like you said before, there's stuff buried and sometimes it's so deep, we don't even know how to find it. We tap in, find that light, wherever that is, and it just starts to get more oxygen and starts to build. So that's why I do what I do and how I can do it. And I don't teach everybody how to run. That's not, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's not it. (laughs) so those of you in the audience who are listening going oh I don't want to run that's not what I teach that's not what I coach you can
0: run in it you can run with your emotions guys that's another. that's a good way of saying it run with your emotions love it because your emotions are such an elegant part of who you are and they teach you about how you're feeling so don't let go of them just because you know you feel like you're having a moment all of us have more than a moment Believe me. And I think we call all our emotions and we keep them locked inside because we have so many traumas or what it might be that's going on in our lives. We call it the little black box or little purple box. It's a box, basically, that all of us hold inside us. Once we learn or we have someone like yourself, Denise, who teaches us how to slowly open that box and get oxygen, like you say, we start to release little by little. And with the help of yourself, we then start to realize who we are. And that's where the empowering comes. Another question that I do want to ask you is about forgiveness, because forgiveness plays a huge part in who we are, what we do. It can either make us very bitter or it can make us very, very authentic and become a loving and transform us to be a different person. How has forgiveness helped you in your life to be who you are and become who you want to become and help other people too?
1: You know, I think there's, it's a big word. And I know a lot of people look at forgiveness as something that's just too big to digest. But I would suggest that we look at it a little differently. And the reason why I do that is because it doesn't carry the heavy weight when we shift it. So instead of thinking about forgiveness, because it's almost like you have to give something up and you don't even know what that is. And so there's fear around that, right? It's like, ah, but I don't, I don't know. And they don't deserve to be. Do I, why would I forgive myself? I deserve, like, there's all kinds of head games that go around that. And it's not beneficial. So I take that, but let's talk about what it is specifically that you're hurting from that forgiveness needs to be a response to. And let's understand that. And then we can start to process what is the learning that I want from that moment or that situation or that interaction? What is the learning? Because when we, hold ourselves to that negative weight Mm -hmm. it impacts us way deeper way longer and way wider than we can even imagine we are shorting ourselves of living life to the fullest because we're holding this nugget of negativity and nobody's winning nobody's
0: winning and primarily you right yeah Yeah. that is so true i think another one that connects and I know I said it previously in one of my other questions is about mental health. All of us have mental health, even if we don't realize it. Uh, it's It's a big subject, Denise, and I know you know so much about it. I also wanted to talk about emotional behavioral disorder, which I know because I don't actually know too much about it. And I love asking things that even I don't know about because we get to share it. I would love for you to break down your version of what mental health is to you, but also emotional behavioral disorder as well.
1: So emotional health to me is very much about a balance. So we, it, it does not mean, and I think what happens for a lot of people is when they start to feel sad or when they are impacted by the external environment yes. and they take it in, and they can't, they can't sift and sort and discover what the learning is from that mm. that they can take and move forward. It's when they get stuck in a spiral of the negative that they can't get out of, that's when there's some major need to reach out to somebody mm. to help. And it doesn't mean you have to have, you know, you don't have to go into a certain aspect. You can just, know, once you... Once you recognize that you are in this, you are already aware. So you're already moving forward. It's when we don't recognize that we are in trouble mm-hmm. that's the issue. That's the major concern. But I really want to make people understand that emotional well being has ups and downs, healthy relationships have ups and downs. Mm-hmm you can't have the ups without the downs because the downs are where you do the learning the ups are where you live right so you've got to have the polar opposites happening in order for growth to happen if you were happy all the time you would never have growth that's true right i don't believe that so for me that is so powerful and i'm I don't know. I mean, I think part of I'm hearing and seeing so much more about narcissism and things like trauma and all of that. And I'm okay with labeling, but only to gain understanding, not to give excuse that this is who I am and I can't do anymore. And what does the label do for you? If it helps you, get some strategies and techniques that are going to help move you forward, then I'm all for it. But if it puts you into a box and you are feeling more stuck and more restricted, I have worry and concern. So I'm very cautious about labels for the purpose of labels. I want people to know there's so much more than that. And I want to shout it from the rooftops. I want All of the joy and all of the love that is so, so possible in everybody's body to be tapped into and spoken about way more than I'm seeing all the rest coming out more and more. And I'm not minimizing any of it. I just want to make sure that people don't just hang their hats on that and then suffer because of it. There's so much more we can do to help move forward in bigger and better ways. For you, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody's case is different and I recognize that for sure. Emotional behavior disorders are DSM booklet forms that I used to work with students who had diagnoses but again, the only reason that I was okay with the diagnosis was to give me strategies and techniques and the diagnosis didn't always match right? That's it true. was a diagnosis because there's some so diagnoses true. that are so similar that it could be in either. It really yeah. didn't serve me to serve them. The best way for me to serve people is to be in their energy, to listen and to observe what's going on. That's really what I do, right? Yeah. And so taking all of those things strategies techniques skills that I'm able to tap into then I help people connect with their inner being the best way that I can and whatever way they're able to follow and go the journey that they need to go some people are all about give me give me all the information other people are like take my hand I don't know what I'm doing other people are in between it's all over I meet you where you are and let's take the journey yeah
0: Yeah. Let's talk about spirituality and consciousness, because that's another Mm -hmm. one as well. When did you realize that you had the awakening? This is going to be interesting. I like this.
1: (laughs) Well, you remember I spoke about my father. Yeah, I know. uh, (laughs) So I was coming home from uh, a conference, I'm going to say, in the big city, an hour and a half drive to my home and um i left on a thursday and i had gone to see mom and dad because dad was struggling with some health issues and we were taking him to appointments mom and i would take him into a bigger city for appointments so um when i left him on thursday it was great like he was he was okay he was he'd been failing but he was okay went to the conference drove home on this big highway driving home There was a big 18-wheeler truck that passed and there was a number that jumped out at me it was like 1310 and it was just one of those like "Whoop!" that was kind of weird because that was my father's store's phone number the last four digits of his store 52 years right so that was like oh okay driving keep driving the same highway and i look up and there's apartments buildings and Thirteen ten jumped out again at me, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm really just going to drive now." And I'm not. It was just one of those. Whew, what was that? Mm-hmm. So that was on the Sunday. Uh, I talked to mom on the Monday, and I was taking mom and dad. Dad had a cancer clinic appointment, his first ever appointment at the cancer clinic to see if he had some kind of cancer. So I picked them up on the Tuesday and when I went into the house, he could barely walk and I had seen him on Thursday and I was like, you know, he was, he was okay. He was not like that. When I picked him up Tuesday, I was like, okay, good thing we're going to the cancer clinic. So we went in and I had, we had to help him all the way. Um, the appointment lasted very long and we didn't get anywhere he was to come back in six months so we went home and I was like mom she said I know I said I don't know what's going on but keep me posted okay so I stayed for a bit then I left I got the phone call the next morning mom had called the ambulance and my father passed that early Thursday morning so from Tuesday to Thursday is what he lasted and The numbers jumped out at me for a reason. I was getting messages from him. I believe in my heart and my soul that he was needing to depart and that I had more things that I had to do. And so I became, numbers were a thing that started to talk to me and jump out at me. And so then I became trained in numerology. Yeah through a priestess in the uk actually harriet jackson phenomenal woman and um and now i do numerology readings and i get messages as i do every reading i get extra messages that i write notes and tell the person on the other side you know of the screen right so they it's a date of birth thing but then i give um, information that will help them move their needle in life that will help them get traction very quickly because we can pinpoint specifics in the strength areas that they have okay so it's it was quite uh, I mean it's part of me I'll never forget the whole thing and why it came to be and how I have this sixth sense now that seems to Every time I do a reading, it seems like there's more and more information that comes through for me. So mm. it's almost like I um, have some kind of a connection, and I appreciate Dad for him guiding me that way. So
0: hey, how I don't think the connect I don't think the connection ever fades, right? I think it keeps on getting stronger, and it's funny because again, when I was on your website, there were numbers that keep on coming up, like you said. There's eleven, eleven. Um there's eight eight eight, there's seven seven, seven, and then you know all of us individually have different numbers, like for some reason, mine is triple five. Don't know why it's triple five and and i and and it's double eleven, so at the moment, those are my two numbers that I keep seeing, so clearly, there's something behind it, um yeah, so I'm slowly starting to learn what numbers also mean, so it's really important, guys, if I was you. I would learn about this too. This is something great for you guys to learn because numbers do mean so much to us. It's just that sometimes we don't realise and take that aboard until something serious happens, just like you, Denise. But in your case, even though something serious did happen, it turned out also to be a blessing in its own way. You know? Absolutely. That's kind of how what is yeah. a what is a day like, Denise, in your life from when you wake up in the morning to to maybe when you have a conference call or when you're going out doing doing your phone. What is a day like in your life from morning to evening?
1: It's a great question and it changes all the time. I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and I And quite quite frankly, I'm up for it. I love it. I love spontaneity. I love like honestly if and had you would have asked me that Five years ago i would have been able to tell you well i get up at this time and then i go here and then i jump in the car and i i couldn't because i was routine queen yeah that was me we would have sunday night meetings because i called meetings at my house because everybody had to know what was on the agenda for the week and (laughs) (laughs) i kid you not i kid you not (laughs) oh dear i like this this is cool (laughs) um now um we have three incredible grandchildren we have a grand puppy um our children are around canada well not even anymore so our oldest um daughter and her husband and three grandchildren live like 10 minutes away from us so Mm -hmm. they drop in we drop in we do a lot of back and forth support have fun whatever Um, our son lives out in Vancouver, which is a five hour flight, um, out there. So we're going out there in a couple of weeks. Um, our middle daughter flew to the UK. She's in Brighton right now with her fiance Mm -hmm. and I have the grand puppy for six to eight weeks whenever they come back. So I'm walking a dog twice a day, which is like, sure Uh, whatever because she she asked before she got the puppy if she had to travel would we look after and I said yes and Papa looked at me and went yeah okay what okay we don't even we never had animals growing up the kids it was too much work I was not into that we tried a couple and no that didn't work that was not happening (laughs) so so right now And then we got a a recent, um, invite to go four wheeling up in Quebec. Um, not this week, but next week. And we both looked at each other and go, how can we create our schedules so that we can go for a few days? So we're going like, that's, that's my new way. Um, I still support, I still coach, but I also work my life in and around the pieces that I need to do for me as well. So I'm balancing all those pieces,
0: which I love. I love. I totally love that. What is the best advice Denise that somebody has ever given you that you till this day take with you?
1: Um, I seem to be thinking about my, my dad a lot today. Oh. Um, there was something that happened when I was very young. My sister always knew what she wanted to do like she was like I, I want to do this and I'm going to do this and she worked and she you know she put up a... so in grade school if you can imagine it might have been she was maybe in grade nine and I was in grade six let's say mm-hmm. I remember sitting on the edge of my bed just bawling my eyes out because mm-hmm. she knew everything she wanted to do in life and I had no clue right I, I was a fish out of water I didn't know what I wanted to grade six right I don't what I want to do in life and she's going to be a lawyer and she's going to change the world and he just looked at me and he held me and he said you know what Denise I even started to complain about my name like I didn't even like my middle name yeah Denise Michelle so he explained that everybody has their own way and they are who they are. True. And it, it, it was an honor and a privilege to hear what he had to say. I don't remember the exact words, but he was basically, cause I was then starting to get upset about my middle name. Cause she had four names and I only had three. Like it was a big competition. It was like crazy. And he said, he explained why he named, why they mom and dad named me Denise Michelle. Yeah. And, um, It just, it just made me feel warm and fuzzy inside because he said, you are not her and she is not you and it would never work. Right. And so he just let me know that you just need to be the best you that you can be and you, you will do whatever you need to, to make that happen. I know. Right. So that was the best advice. Just be yourself. And don't worry about the rest of the world. It yeah, took me a long my... time to figure that out.
0: Hey, it mm-hmm. takes us all a certain <laughs> amount of time to figure it out, which actually leads to my next one, is when was the last time, Denise, you felt like you were at total peace with yourself?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. And I, I would say, quite frankly, any time that I just sit and do nothing, that's good which you. is kind of hard for me to do. It's kind of hard for me to do, but I work at it. So when I just sit and do nothing and empty everything and just be, that's when I'm at peace.
0: Can I ask you, why do you find it hard to do completely nothing is it something in your mind is it just the way you were built is it the way that you built yourself to be
1: it's I think it's a combination I think it's a combination I think I had to strive hard for everything that I I got at least in my mind I had to strive hard Mm -hmm. um and because I had that and and I have like I just if I decide it's happening And, and I would push to make it happen where now I can look at it and go, I can decide, but I've got way more than just me to be able to make things happen. So now I've got more of a trust in that is, which is beyond me and the human, right? I trust in the universe. I trust in things will always work out. And it's a big muscle that I had to practice and I still get to practice it, right? I still get to practice it. It's a beautiful thing about life, the ab and flow
0: that's available for us. I agree Mm -hmm. with you. I definitely agree with that one. I believe we are not defined by our job titles and who we think we are. So if I was to strip away your title, take everything away from you that people feel they are conformed to, who would you say Denise really is?
1: Um, I am absolutely joy, peace, and love. I love that.
0: That's nice and easy. That's that is nice. And, that yeah. is nice and easy. For anybody who would want to be a life coach, because there are so many out there and there is a uniqueness to each and every single one of us out there about the way we do things, the questions we ask, our energy of our being. What advice would you give any to anybody who wanted to start to be a life coach? Um, the
1: biggest thing that I think has to be anchored in is why why do you want to be a life coach really really understand why you want to do that and when you have an understanding of why you want to do it and it matches with who you really are yeah then you go you get started yeah
0: I love that that makes total sense so I'm gonna move I'm gonna shift us slightly into music because I believe music has a powerful influence in all of us. Even if we don't create it, we can be creators or listeners. So Denise, if I said to you, if there was one song that was the soundtrack of your life, oh, her face went, oh, <laughs> what song would you choose? And why would you choose that particular song?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Hmm. Um, I, I can't, um, I, I can kind of think of it, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. So keep going forward in my mind. I don't know the whole song, but that's the first thing that hit my mind because it's loud, it's party. And I love, like, I love the high energy stuff, right?
0: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Hit the road, Jack. Oh man, I like that. So I've only got a few more for you, Denise. I'm going to carry that with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cool song, though. It Literally, I can just hear it in my head now with all bass line. And yeah, I can hear it.
1: I can hear it. Right? It's like, yeah, go and have fun. Get going. Don't hold yourself back with everything that's holding you down. Just Go. Go for it. Go hit the road, Jack, and don't you turn back no more, no more, no more, no more.
0: I think that's how life should be. Totally. I think sometimes we lose sight of that. That's so important. I love the fact. I love the de- definition of that. I really love the definition yeah. of that. So, everybody defines success in a different way. We we some people define success because of materialism some people define success just by waking up in the morning we all have a different definition denise how do you define success in your terms
1: in my terms um happy i like it if you're happy you're successful because you're doing something right
0: that's true and i think also that's i like where. keeping it simple That's where peace comes into it. That's definitely where peace comes into it. So I only have two more for you. And my second to last question is, after you feel and only when you feel that you have done enough in the world to help people become their best selves, helped yourself become your best self, done all the work and the traveling that you could have possibly done, walked the dog as many times as you possibly can, (laughs) What would you like your legacy to be in this world? Um, My legacy to be
1: would be that people know how to focus on what's important and the important part that they need to focus on is having joy and happiness like just living life because you get to not because you have
0: to that's a good point guys listen to that that's an important quote right there I think that's even a quote somewhere along the line in there so that's a good one Denise before I have the lovely pleasure of thanking you for coming on the show I would love to ask where can everybody else find you if they want to find out more about you if they want to connect with you about life coaching where can they find you
1: um, I am me. My business is me. I am my business. So you just look for Denise Drinkwalter because this is the real deal. <laughs> I, I don't like create it. anything separate. <laughs> like it. So it's denisedrinkwalter.com. You can't mess it up really unless you spell it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah. Hey. laughs>
0: <That's> wrong. <laughs> denise i want to thank you so much for taking your time and your patience more than anything else (laughs) time patience compassion kindness everything that you have brought to the show today i am so humbled and grateful to have you on the show thank you so much thank
1: you it's been a privilege i knew it would be oh
0: thank you so much denise guys i want to thank you so much for listening to the ask yes people podcast and please remember you can subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer listening to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also donate to the As People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or just tapping in, in paypal.me forward slash us people podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay happy, stay positive, and as always, please... Continue to be kind to let it go. My time. My time.
2: time. to let it go. Now is the time for me to focus. Stop all that playing, focus, focus. Stop doing it yourself. You need a little help. This time I wanna see you shining. Yeah. I think you need a little help <laughs>
1: <guidance. laughs> like Great. I yeah. You were great, no surprise. That was wonderful. Thank you. No, that was really good. Yeah.
2: That's good. Cause nobody's perfect. Sometimes you need to say, I'm gonna be okay. okay. Made up my mind, Now is my time to shine. Now's my time to shine. Time that you like, go, time that you like. all your fears to the side, control your mind, it's all all alright, enjoy your life, the joy is mine, commit to you, you got the tools, everything you do, you make the rules, sometimes you need